was in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Book of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Because tonight we're going to talk about a new level of faith. A new level of faith. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 reads, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every what? Weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And it says, For consider him that endures such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be weary and faint in your minds. Let's go back and look at for verse 2 once again. It says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Now, the word finisher is the Greek word teletase. And it means perfection. It means a state of the more intelligent, moral intelligent, or moral and spiritual perfection. It also means a completer or consummator. Jesus is the author, but he's also the finisher. We'll say it again. Jesus is the author, but he's also the finisher. Have you ever seen someone finishing wood or finishing a sculpture? Come on. What are they doing? They're finishing the little parts. Come on, say amen, somebody. And sometimes the finishing can take just as long or longer than the actual project. Anybody know what I'm talking about? See, with faith, you have an author. But like it says in the scripture, you also have a finisher. Somebody say, I have a finisher. See, God finishes things. He never planned for us to stay in one place with our faith. Let me say it one more time. He's a finisher. He never planned for us to stay in one place with our faith. What's he do? He wants to continue to develop us as children of God. Are you a child of God? Well, God wants to continue to do what? Develop you in your what? In your faith. Now, these are things even I had to learn, and I'm still learning, because why? There are some things he may tell me to do. And I still say to myself, how in the world am I going to do that? I know I'm the only one in the room that ever done that before. Come on, say amen, somebody. But turn to Mark 35. But God is doing what? He's developing our faith because we are what? We are his children. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. Let's see this. Now here in this passage, we know Jesus has taught them all day. He's taught them all day about the, par the parable of the sower and the reaping, sowing and reaping, about the candle and the candlestick and about the kingdom of God. And it says here in verse 35, and in the same day, after he didn't taught them all day long, in the same day when the evening was what? When the evening was what? Come. He said unto them, let us pass over unto the what? Other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. 
Now, we know Jesus fell asleep, right? But I'm pretty sure since he knows all things, he's the all-knowing God, he knows something is coming up. But he did what? But he fell asleep, and he told them, let's go to the other side. Verse 37, and there arose a what? Great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now what? Full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, <coughs> verse 38, doing what? Asleep on a pillow. Now look at this now, because instead of them using the things they've been taught, because he taught them all day long, instead of them using the things they were taught, because after every phase, listen to this now, after every phase there is a test. Let me say it again. After every phase there is a what? Test. There's test time. In other words, there's an application that you have to make with the faith that he's taught you. Say that again. There's an application that you have to make with the faith that he has taught you. And God wants you to apply that faith. He taught them all day long. Now it's application time. Now it's test time. See, the word must become flesh. Come on. And a lot of times we talk about faith, we think about faith, and we pray about faith. But the question is, where is the faith? Because he says in Luke 18, 8, turn there. Keep a marker there because we're coming back. <coughs> 18, 8. What's he say here? Nevertheless, when a son of man cometh, shall he what? Be part. Shall he what? Shall he find faith on where? On the earth. Shall he find what? Faith on the earth. He's saying, what's he saying here? Listen now. He's saying here that the challenges will be so enormous that only those who have focused on developing their faith, this vital aspect of life, will be found standing. You didn't hear what I just said. He's saying that the challenges will be so enormous in the times to come that only those who have focused on developing their faith, only those will be found standing. You hear what I just said? What's wrong with the church is us. Or what's wrong with this world is us, the church. Why? Because we're the only ones that have the blessing. Because what? God is good. Come on, say God is good. He's good to all because what? Everybody's got air. Right? Everybody's got the same water if they can find it. Come on, say amen, somebody. It rains on everybody. The sun shines on everybody. And everybody gets that because why? God is God is good. But those who are blessed, and they bless people in here. Y'all ain't acting like it tonight. But those who are blessed, there's another level that God blesses them with. There's another something that God does for them. 
I was saying for me then, because y'all ain't responding right now. And there is something you got inside you that is greater than what you have on the outside. So sometimes what we have to do is stop saying what is happening and start saying what is written. You hear what I just said? Now go back to Mark 4.38. Well, don't go there yet. Well, go back to Mark 4.38. Because the idea about this, they were going to the other side, and this storm comes up, and we know Jesus knew this. Somebody say Jesus knew this. But he's the author and the what? Finisher of our what? Of our faith. In other words, he's responsible for our development. Let me say it again. He's responsible for our what? Development. And what happens is a lot of time in the church, there's no growth. In the church, there is no growth. And as a result of that, Jesus kind of teaches us, and on the end of each phase, he'll give you a test to see if your faith is live or memorex. Hallelujah. I went over her head. She, she never seen that commercial. Huh? Live or memorex? Is it a tape or is it real? Is it your real borough voice or is that a tape that we're listening to? Come on. All right. Now you got it? You got Miss Brown now? <laughs> Amen. So what do you do? He'll tell you to do something. Like he told me, call that guy about the old mill again. Call him again. Now understand, he knows what's on the inside of you. How? Because he put it in there. Tell your neighbor, he put it in there. You're a whole lot bigger on the inside than you are on the outside. And we have a tendency to only go as far as we can see, feel, hear, touch, and smell in our physical and soulish realm. Come on, say amen, somebody. But what's in you, God wants to expose it. So you have something powerful on the inside of you. And God's trying to expose the power that's on the inside of you. Come on, are you with me out here? And you have to look at the spiritual capacity of a man. Matter of fact, go to Mark chapter 5, verse 13. We'll come back to there. Even when it comes to a heathen man, you got to look at the spiritual capacity of a man and how powerful it is. The problem is Satan knows more about the spiritual capacity of a man than you do. Look at this, Mark 5. Because 5.13, this is where they were headed when they went across, go to the other side. And when they got to the other side, they were met by a man full of demons. And in verse 13 it says, and forthwith Jesus did what? Gave them leave, in other words, commanded them to come out. And the unclean spirit went out and entered into the what? Swine. And the herd ran what? Violently down the steep place into the sea. How many were there? By what? They were by what? 2,000 what? Demons? 
2,000 demon spirits inside the pigs. But there were 2,000 demon spirits carrying us what I'm trying to get to. <laughs> and were choked in the sea. This man had a capacity to hold 2,000 demon spirits on the inside of him. That's the spiritual capacity of a man. Are you listening to me out here? This one man with all those spirits on the inside of him controlled that whole coastline and he was full of demons. One man controlled the shipping rights of the whole country without being born again. Come on, you with me out here? See, the devil can't affect this planet without a man. He needs a man. Because why? Because you are so powerful and you don't even know it. Or matter of fact, go to Genesis chapter 11, verse 3. Look at another group of people that weren't even born again. Matter of fact, these people in Genesis 11, 3, they were devil worshipers. They were headed by Nimrod. Devil worshipers. Nimrod was going, going with leading a rebellion against God. Genesis 11, verse 3. And it says, they said to one another, go to and let us what? Make brick and do what? Burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime they had for mortar. And they said, go to, let us what? Build a city and a tower whose top may reach unto where? Heaven. And let us make us what? A name. Lest we be scattered upon the face of the whole earth because they didn't want to do what God told them to do. And God told them to spread out. But Nimrod got them together and said, no, we stand right here because they were devil worshipers. Come on, say amen, somebody. But God knew their capacity. Look at verse 6. And the Lord said, Behold, this people is what? One. And they have all what? One language. And this they begin to do. Now, nothing. These are devil worshipers. Now, nothing will be what? Restrained from them that they, which they have what? Imagined to do. Then in verse 8, so the Lord scattered them abroad from thence from the face of all the earth, and they left off what? To build a city. See, Satan knows how powerful you are. But he has to use a man to do anything he has to do in his earth. Well, he knew how powerful Jesus was when he tempted him when he came out of the wilderness. Go to Matthew chapter 4, verse 3. Matthew chapter 4, verse 3. And it says, when a tempter came to him, he said, what? If thou be the what? Son of God, command that these what? Stones be made what? Bread. Listen here, folks. The devil, <coughs> the tempter would have never asked him to do this if he knew he couldn't do it. Are right, you listening to me out here? In verse 4, and, and Jesus said, and he answered and said, it is what? It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every what? Word that what? Proceedeth out of the mouth of God. In other words, Jesus said, I'm not going to do it because why? 
because the Father didn't tell me to do it. Come on, with me out here. See, you don't understand how powerful you, you truly are, because why? Because our scripture text on Sunday, what we, what we read about on Sunday? As he is, 1 John 4, 17, bring it up. You don't understand how powerful you are. Because once again it says, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have what? Boldness in the day of judgment, because what? As he is, so are we, where? In this world. Do you realize how powerful you are? Do you realize how powerful you are? We'll go back to Mark 4, 37. Mark 4, 37, there rose a what? Great storm, and the waves beat into the ship that it was now what? Full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow, and they did what? They woke him up. They woke him up, and they started doing what? They started accusing him of not taking care of them. And they say unto him, Master, care thou not that we what? Perish. Now, he's been feeding them all this time. He'd been taking care of their families all this time and so on and so on. And it says in verse 39, what did he do? And he uh, rose and did what? Rebuked the wind first, and then he what? Said unto the sea. He rebuked the wind what? First, and then he what? Said unto the sea. Because why? Because everything you see is controlled by something you can't see. You hear what I just said? Everything you see is controlled by something you can't see. So he says, peace be what? Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a what? Great calm. And he said unto them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Well, what do we need to get out of this? Well, for one, we have to be settled with the fact that God knows what's best for us. Tell your neighbor, you have to be settled with the fact that God knows what's best for you. And understand this, since he knows what's best for you, he's going to lead you into some things. Say it again. Since he knows what's best for you, <laughs> he's going to lead you into some things. Now, you may not like what he leads you into, but he knows what's best for you. You may fight against what he's leading you to, but he still knows what's best for you. And let me say it again. He's going to lead you into some things. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Come on, say he's going to lead me into some things. It says, there has no what? Temptation taken you, but such as what? It's common to man, but God is 
Anybody know God to be faithful? God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also do what? Make a way of escape that you may be what? That you may be able to bear it. That you may be able to what? That you may be able to what? Read it again. There has no temptation taken to you but, but, but such as common to man. It means you're not the only one that's going through it or been through it. Come on, say amen, somebody. But God is faithful who will not what? Suffer you to be tempted above that you are able but what? But will with the temptation also make a way of what? To escape that you may be what? Able to bear it. Let me put it another way. You will never face anything. You will never face anything that you cannot overcome. Let me say it again. You will never face anything that you cannot overcome. I don't care when it comes. I don't care how it comes. I don't care who it comes from. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. He's the what? Author and the finisher of the faith. Why? Listen, he's right there in the boat with you. Let me say it again. He's right there in the boat with you. Come on, are you with me out here? But he said, let's go to the other side. In other words, you've been here long enough. And it's time for you to go to the other side. Let's go face the demons on the other side. Let's go and take your faith or take you to another level of faith. Come on, say amen, somebody. And see, understand this, this faith is the only way we can keep the devil from stopping us. Let me say it again. This faith is the only way we can keep the devil from what? Stopping us. What is it? Faith. Somebody say faith. faith. If people work on getting faith, listen to me now. If people work on getting faith like they worked on getting money, they would be billionaires. Let me say that again. If people worked on getting faith like they work on getting money, they would be billionaires. If you get your faith together, what won't you be able to do? Come on, say amen, somebody. Because why? God spoke the word of faith and created the world. And he took that same faith, what he did that with, and he put it, and he put it on inside. He gave it to you. The same faith. Matter of fact, go to Romans 12, 1. If you get your faith together, what won't you be able to do? Romans 12, verse 1. He says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, 
that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not what? Conformed to this world, but be ye what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of who? God. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, think not to think of himself more what? Highly than he ought to think, but to what? Think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Notice it doesn't say a measure of faith. It says the measure of faith. So everybody has the same faith. Come on, say amen, somebody. And we know Ephesians 2.8 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourself. It is what? It is a gift of God. So both grace and faith is a what? Gift from God. So you got his faith. So you got his faith. Now what he did, amen, with the Bible, he gave you his word. Tell your neighbor, he gave you his word. So now you got his faith and you got his word. Now you got his faith and you got his word. Inside of you, you got his life and in your heart you have his love. So what happened? Turn to John 6, 3. So what happens? John chapter 6, verse 3. Come on, say, I have his life, and I have his love. John chapter 6, verse 3. It said, Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews was nigh. And when Jesus then lifted up his eyes, he saw and saw a great company come unto him. He said unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And notice in verse 6, And this he said to do what? To do what? Prove him. For he himself knew what he would do. For he himself knew what he would do. Now, Philip and the rest of them, they're looking out, at these 20 to 30,000 people. And they said in verse 7, Philip answered him and said, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may what? Take a little. And one of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said unto him, there's a lad over here, which has what? Five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? Why? Because what he's looking at this is just head knowledge. Somebody say head knowledge. See, what they could see and what they could understand in their natural. And see, we were never meant to live with just head knowledge. Somewhere along the line, the word has to turn into revelation in your life. Let me say again. Somewhere along the line, the word has to do what? Be turned into revelation. See, I've been listening to Kenneth Ministry Conference, Ministerial Conference tapes for the last five months, over and over and over and over and over. And every time I listen to one of those speakers, I get something else different. Come on, are you with me out here? Because why? Come say, see, sometimes we come to church. How long have we been coming to church? As long as you've been coming to church, we should have billionaires in here. Or at least you should, you should be operating with a no-budget anointing. As much word as you have. 
Oh, I'm preaching good in here. But a lot of times what we do, we come just to hear something new. But what did you do with the 2010 stuff? What did you do with the 2011 stuff I taught you? What did you do with the 2012 stuff I taught you? What did you do with the 2013, 14, 15, even earlier this year stuff I taught you? Oh, I'm preaching good in here. Now here's this little boy. He offers up two fish and five loaves of bread. Now his mom would probably send him out to buy lunch or dinner. Come on, say amen, somebody. So the little boy was still operating by faith, even though he might have sold it to them. Because they said, what is this? We got the money, but this thing going to be enough to feed them. But the fact remains, his mama said, go buy us some dinner. Come on, say amen, somebody. But that little boy, he heard something. And guess what? When he heard something, faith came. Tell your neighbor, faith came. And in verse 10, and Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about what? 5,000. Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were sat down, and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. Amen. And when they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Do what? Gather the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together, filled what? Twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had what? Eaten. Now how did this all start though? This all started with the little boy's faith. Come on, say amen somebody. Now he may be about 12 years old, but it doesn't make any difference how old he is because why? It's according to your faith and not according to your age. God has dealt to every man, woman, the measure of faith. Faith does the work, not you. Let me say it again. Faith does the work, not you. And this is the only way you're going to get by the devil. Faith does the work. Tell your neighbor, faith does the work. And see, the only thing he attacks is your faith. And see, the reason why he attacks your love is because he's going after your Why? Because that's the only thing that can stop him. Let me say it again. Because that's the only thing that can stop him. Jesus said once again, Luke 18, 8, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find, shall he find, shall he find what? Faith on the earth, not faith in heaven. He said, shall he find what? Faith in the earth. Because why? Because that's what can bring a person back from the dead, folks. See, we're going to another level of faith. We're going to another level of faith. You're going to another level of faith. Think about it. Odie Apo, Bishop Odie Apo, Africa, 
in the jungle is building a 100,000-seat stadium church complex. The place that we send money to. And not one dime of that stadium, that place he's for church complex, not one dime of it's coming from the United States. And Singapore, they're building a church complex for $400 million. Are you listening to me out here? But the thing is, they're using the same faith. Let me say it again. They're using the same what? Faith. What did the disciples say again? Mark 4.41? Go back there. It says in verse 41, they feared exceedingly and said once another, what manner of man is this that even the what? That even the wind and the sea obey him. Listen, he's the same kind of man you are. Because as he is, so are, as he is, so are we in the world. Listen, he wouldn't have told you to do it if you couldn't do it. Let me say it again. He wouldn't have told you to do it if you couldn't do it. Listen, you're not being taken to a fight or into a fight that you can win naturally. You're about to be taken to a fight, taken somewhere where you can't afford. Let me say it again. You're not being taken into a fight that you can win naturally. You're about to be taken somewhere where you can't afford. He's not taking you to the possible. He's taking you to the impossible. Why? He needs to have a distinction between you and them because why? They're going to be looking up at you. Because why? Because you're going to be the city set on top of a hill. I'm not, I'm not talking to anybody in this church. And I'm here to tell you right now that you're moving to another level of faith. And you see that little boy, he heard the message. And he was ready for the next level. Why? It was test time. Remember Jesus said, Jesus said, feed him. Right? Matter of fact, look at John 6, 6 again. He said, what? He said, feed him. And it says this, he said to do what? To prove him, for he knew him, he, he himself knew what, what? What he would do. So what happened? This little boy gave up the fish and the loaves of bread, and it multiplied and fed everybody. And Jesus said in verse 12, and when they were filled, he said unto the, to the disciples, gather the what? Fragments that remain, that nothing be what? Lost. They didn't even know there were fragments out there. So that tells us that sometimes that you not only have to discern your seed, but you have to discern your harvest. Are you with me out here? That's the way Adam operated in the garden. Not by learning, but by discerning. He just knew what to do. And see, God will drop it right in your heart, folks. 
Let me say it again. God will drop it right in your heart. What did David say in 2 Samuel 22, 13? See, I know this because God drops things in my heart. You know, sometimes I send these teenagers or some of y'all adults out there, and, and I say, you know, go do something or, or go find something. Or, and they'll come back and say, we can't do it. We can't be done. And God will drop in my heart exactly what to do. God will drop in my heart exactly where it's at. <laughs> and they'll sit up and say, oh, he did it again. Because <laughs> why? God drops things right in your heart on what to do. I just know what to do. I just know what to look for. I just know how to troubleshoot things. Why? Because he drops it in my heart. Come on, say amen, somebody. So 2 Samuel 22, 33, what did David say? He said, God is my what? God is my what? God is my strength and power, and he maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hinds feet and setteth me upon what? High places. He teaches, he teaches my hands to what? War, so that the bow of steel is broken my arm, by my arms. In other words, he said, he teaches me. He what? He teaches me. And remember what Saul told him in 1 Samuel 17, 32, turn there. I guess we have some technical difficulties up there. <laughs> 1 Samuel 17, 32. That's why you should always have your B-I-B-L-E. <laughs> Don't get dependent upon the screen in case you there's some technical difficulties. Hello. <laughs> First Samuel 17, 32. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail him because of him. Thy servant will go and fight this with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not, thou art not able against to go against that Philistine to fight with him. For thou art but a what? A youth. And he is a what? He is a man of war from his what? You. David said, that don't make any difference because why? I got the blessing upon my life. Listen, folks. The blessing will teach you on the spot if you have faith. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. The blessing will teach you on the spot if you have faith. Once again, God is taking you to another level. He's taking you to the next level. Now, when opportunities come your way, don't just blow them off. When God tells you to do something, don't say, oh, I can't do that. Don't even let that come out of your mouth. Instead, say, it is written. It is what? Written. Now, we're about to see a time, folks. We're about to see a time where our young kids are going to catch hold of something. Young kids are going to lay hands on the sick. I'm talking about children's church. I'm talking about G5. Come on, say amen, somebody. Why? Because they have the same faith as you do. So what do you need to do? You need to bring them in the room, and you need to say, I need you to help me to believe God for this rent money. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. Amen. amen. See, you got your kids saved. 
that got the same faith as you do. So don't run them off. Come on, don't run them out the room when they ask you for a bicycle. No, what do you do? You tell them to get a picture of that bicycle. Get the best picture you can find. The most expensive bicycle you can find on a picture. On a picture. He said, bring that thing to me. Bring it in here. Let us believe God, and then we send that boy to his toy box. Are you with me out here? What happened? His faith will grow because why? He keep looking at that thing, keep looking at that thing, keep looking at that thing, and when that thing manifests, what do you have in that little child? Kenneth Cohen does that to all his children. You find all the, the whole family. If you watch TV, the whole family does the same thing. You come and get to me something expensive, get a picture of it. Let's put it on the refrigerator. Let's all believe God together for it. And they, their children and grandchildren have learned to live like this. How are your children learning to live? Gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give gimme, gimme. And if you don't give me, <laughs> oh, I'm preaching good in here. When it comes down to faith, folks, you'll see faith. That is something totally different than what religion sees the faith as. This is the way you are going to live. Come on, say this way I'm going to live. Now, living by faith doesn't mean you quit your job and go out on the park bench <laughs> and feed the pigeons. <laughs> Let me say it again. Living by faith doesn't mean you quit your job and go out on the park bench and feed the pigeons. <laughs> Living by faith means when you're in a political office, you're using your faith in that political office. When you're working as a school educator, you're going to use your faith with that, in that profession. When you're working wherever you are, you're going to use your faith with it. That's living by faith. Come on, say amen, somebody. And we're talking about where is your faith? Because when he returns, he says, will I find faith in the earth? Now, understand something else. The Holy Ghost knows your level of faith. Do you hear me? The Holy Ghost knows your what? So you hit it every time if you look for his guidance. Yeah, I'm teaching here tonight. You'll hit it every time if you what? If you look for his guidance, he'll tell you how much you got faith for. Some people think they got Rolls Royce faith and they barely got a beetle bug faith. Come on, say amen, somebody. But he'll tell you how much you got faith for. 
whether it's for the rent, whether it's to buy a house, whether it's whatever, whatever it is, whether they get the moped versus the car. Come on, say amen, somebody. <laughs> but he'll tell you what you have faith for. And it's faith that we need to develop. And as he takes you to one level, don't stop there. Because why? Because he's about to take you to another level. Come on, are y'all with me out there? When is he going to be through with you? You don't stop coming to hear the word until you're dead. Let me say it again. You don't stop coming to hear the word until you're what? Dead. So what we do? We keep coming hearing and 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 hearing. And as we do, God is going to keep raising us up higher and higher and higher, and pretty soon you'll have enough faith to control the political system of this territory. Amen. Pretty soon you'll have enough faith to pay and fix the roads yourself. Amen. You ain't got to worry about public works. <laughs> Why? Because God has chosen you for this hour. Let me say it again. God has chosen you for this hour, and you got the kind of faith that's going to make it happen. And like I stated earlier, I keep saying time and time again, we're coming to an era, an era where we're going to find out who has faith and who don't have faith. Because some things are going to be shaking. And the people that's going to be standing are the people that have faith. And we're going to really find out if it's live or Memorex, Janet. <laughs> if, it's a, if it's a recording or it's a live performance. <laughs> Amen? But we got to get to a place where we start what? Develop and keep have a mindset to do what? Develop our faith and allow God. Because like I said, once you develop, start developing your faith, there's come, going to be a time where there's test time. Where God's going to tell you to do something. Because it's test time. We're going to see where your faith is when God tells you to do something, whether you do it or not. Because if you don't do it, you're not going to go to the next level of your faith. Come on, even in school, you can't go to the next grade until you pass the test. You don't go to the next level. Most of these kids are still in school. They know that. If you don't, if you don't pass those tests, you ain't going to the. You don't get promoted. Come on, say amen, somebody. So that means we have to develop our faith, and allow Jesus to test us on our faith. He's not going to test you with evil. Don't get that in your head. But He'll test your obedience. Did you hear me? He's not going to test you with evil. But He will test your obedience. He'll tell you to do something that you never thought or dreamed of that you would do. 
and they'll see, see what they're going to do with that. Some of y'all, even when it comes to pistols, Think about it. I've had people, the first thing they talked about, how much is it going to cost? You ain't ready. <laughs> you ain't ready. Because you just failed the first test. If he told me to go. <laughs> but if first thing come to your mind, how much? You just failed the test. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Get your hands to the Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you glory. Father, we give you